We're going to be in the book of Luke, St. Luke, the 24th chapter. Uh, I'm going to begin our reading um, at this time in verse 36, and we'll read through to 39. And it reads, it says, And as they thus spake, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said unto them, Peace be unto you. But they were terrified and affrighted, and supposed that they had seen a spirit. And he said unto them, Why are ye troubled? And why do thoughts arise in your hearts? Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit has not flesh and bones, as ye see me have. I just want to talk to you for a, a little bit on being troubled. Why are you troubled? Why are you afraid? Why are we troubled? Because we are living in a an hour that trouble is everywhere. I mean, you don't have to be looking for trouble. Trouble will find you. Trouble knows your address, knows exactly where your mailbox is. So trouble is everywhere. So much things. So many things going on in the world, crimes, political climate, all kinds of things are happening. And I've noticed that a lot of people are troubled, they're troubled in their spirit um, about what's going to happen next. Um, and I want to begin by this way because I want to start it uh, really, I want to put the end in the beginning if it makes sense that way. This is how it makes sense to me. Um, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Uh, in return, the son loved us so much that he gave his life. He, he said that no greater love no man has, uh, that he would lay down his life for a friend. So knowing that Jesus was our escape or our way back to God, in a sense, um, went through 42 generations and entered into the earth realm through the womb of a woman uh, only to be here uh, three and a half years to do ministry uh, and at that time he was crucified he was beaten, he was scorned all for me and you and and there's several things in Jesus teaching one thing that he told us that that he would never leave us nor would he forsake us he told us even when he was getting ready to leave, if you ask anything in my name, ask the Father of anything in my name, he'd do that for you. He'd give it to you. And, and sometimes I think we we say that clicheish that we just really don't take to heart uh, what Jesus was relaying to us. Because if so, uh, then a lot of the things that we are troubled about, about or really uh, that bombard us and weigh us down, uh, wouldn't necessarily do so. And so I begin to kind of think and ponder on an approach or how we can help our minds out of this uh, place of doubt and worry and so much trouble in our minds. So um, I want to give you, I think, three reasons why we're troubled. After Jesus has made us a promise, after Jesus has told us that that one day he's going to come back and he's going to get us and if you've given your life to Jesus Christ and if you're you're saved and he's definitely he's coming back for you he's going to crack the sky you're going to live with him he he's going away to prepare your mansion but with all of that being said 
we're still here in this earth realm and we're still struggling with trouble or we're still bombarded or weighted with stress and the sense and leavings of life. So uh, I came up with three reasons that I believe and I hope this will help you to see this better and to and to change or come out of it. Um, three reasons why we are troubled. Number one, I believe it's that we really don't believe the promise. We really don't believe the promise. Number one, we really don't believe the promise. God promised us a remedy for sin, that remedy for sin, the remedy for everything that is wrong is sin related. I'm going to say that everything that is wrong in this earth is sin related. This is, this is my uh, perspective on everything. So God has promised us a remedy for sin. God fulfilled his promise by sending his son, Jesus Christ. So God promised, I'm going to have a remedy for sin. The remedy for sin is my son. He sends his son. And then Jesus, once he sends Jesus, Jesus promised that he would never leave us nor forsake us. But the problem is that most of us really don't believe. We really don't believe. We have grown up in customs. We have grown up uh, in churches and we've heard preaching. We've heard sermons after sermons and Bible studies but you have to ask yourself this question do you really believe because when when, when someone uh, I, I will use this example um, when my children you know I, I believe I believe in corporate punishment I'm going to just say it like I feel it I believe in corporate punishment and uh, my children know um, that when I promise something, whether it be good or bad, because it's not just always talking about punishment, but whatever I say, and I promise them something, but I promise them, or said they asked me, said, Dad, I, I need uh, $40 for school, uh, and you know, can you do that for me after the discussion? I said, okay, I promise I'm gonna do that for you. They are confident. They are, not, they are unwavering to the point where they do not believe nothing else. They don't want to hear nothing else. They don't want to receive nothing else because what they have asked for or what they were worried about, I have given them the solution. So the question is, why don't we believe God? If God has given us the solution or the remedy to the problem, nothing else matters. It, it, it really boils down to it's really that simple and it's just like the example I just used if I tell my children something they're not worried about nothing else they don't care how I did it they don't care how I get it They don't. all they know is that I promised them that I was going to give them that particular thing and that's all they know that's what they look for they're, they are expecting that to happen nothing else they're expecting it because Number one, now this is me as a father. I am a man, I'm a father of my word. <laughs> my word is my bond, so what I say, I mean. And because I've established that with them, then there is no doubt in them with me because I've established that. Watch this. Now, God has established that he is a provider. He has established that he 
uh, takes care of us, that he heals us, that he delivers us. He has to step because the truth is that he's done it before. How can you doubt someone that has done the very thing that you're looking for over and over again? God is consistent. When God says something, when God makes a promise, that settles it. I remember when I was growing up, uh, it was a saying that it was just God, God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. I think we probably need to bring that back. But the number one thing that I believe is the reason why we're so troubled and so weighted with stuff is we really don't believe the promise. You've got to believe God. You've got to take him at his word. He has never lied. He's, God is not like man. He, he, he will not lie. He cannot lie. His word is his bond. He has never broken a promise and never will. Number one, we've got to believe the promise. Number two uh, is that we don't understand the plan. We don't understand the plan. Now, the reason the disciples here in our story were, were, were so uh, shaken or so bothered, in my opinion, is that the disciples did not quite understand Christ's plan because the disciples thought, that he was going to restore Israel. They still had this mindset that Jesus, when he came, that he was going to gather this great army, put together these great fighters and people, and they were going to go to war and conquer in that same mindset of the old way. This is how it has always been done. But when Jesus came, he had another plan. He, didn't, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't trying to do it the same way. Actually, he was trying to live in man. God was trying to live in man. And so the disciples didn't quite understand. Uh, even John, uh, if you remember, John was uh, locked up in prison. He sent word to Jesus. He said, uh, you know, ask Jesus, are you the one or shall we look for another? Because John also, uh, even though he witnessed uh, the baptism of Jesus Christ, he was there and saw the dove descend on Jesus Christ. Descend on Jesus Christ. He still had that question in his mind because he still had that mentality or that Jewish mindset that, that Jesus was to come or the Messiah was to come to wage war and to redeem and to set things straight. So the disciples um, thought he was going to restore Israel in that manner. And we think uh, he's going to do things according to our thinking and our timing and so when it doesn't happen in our thinking and in our timing uh, we lose uh, heart or we begin to doubt this because we don't understand the plan let me tell you this I'm just going to be honest with you it really does not matter to me how God does it it doesn't matter to me how he does it what method he does it all of that is is I'm not worried about it, in other words, because if he promised it, it happened. And sometimes we get so caught up on how that we lose focus on the fact that he already spoke it to be. Because you can't understand how it's going to work out. We lose hope because we don't understand how it's going to work out. But I don't care. I'm at the point and place in my life, and I hope you 
can get there. It just really doesn't matter how it works out. I don't have to know all the particulars. I don't have to know all the all the plans and the ups and downs. And the, I don't need to know all that. All I need to know is that I have received, I have received a promise from the Lord. And because sometimes we don't understand God's plan, we don't understand what He's doing. We'll tend, we'll tend to take things in our own hands and we do things our way instead of waiting on God instead of waiting on God to fulfill his promise to work it out in the timing that he has set we'll, be, we'll try to help God out and begin to work it for him uh, which is always going to work out bad now I'm not telling you that you just said sit back and sit idle and don't do anything don't pray don't work no 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 what I'm saying is when you take charge and when you take control and you try to put yourself in the place of God to handle your life, uh, and the truth of the matter is that you done made so many mistakes before that you need to know that, that someone else that's higher than you needs to handle your life for you. And that makes sense. I hope that makes sense. Uh, number three, I'm going to quickly get on. I don't want to be on here very long. Uh, number one uh, was that the reason why we're so troubled is we don't believe the promise. Number two is that we don't understand the plan. And number three, we neglect to practice his ways. We neglect to practice his ways. This is what you, you must do. You must do it the way God told you. Uh, number one, you got to trust in the Lord with all your heart. That is my favorite scripture. Proverbs uh, 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will. Do what? Direct your path. The problem is you don't trust him and then you don't allow him to, to work things out for you and you neglect to practice the ways of the Lord. Number one, one thing that we've got to learn how to do and that we neglect to practice is ways. Uh, trusting him is one. Uh, knowing how to love your neighbor. Love is a way. Love is the way. Uh, and we neglect that so much. And that's something I'm gonna, in another segment I'm going to dive a little deeper in. But love is a key or is the key uh, that holds everything together. So we've got to learn how to practice loving each other. we got to practice doing the will of God, following his commandments. We got to love our neighbors. Amen. And we just got to simply trust the fact that God has made us a promise. So we neglect to practice his ways. So again, I'm going to ask you this before I get ready to go. Again, what are you so troubled for? Because at the cross, at the cross where I first saw the light and the burdens of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith that I received my sight and now I am happy all the day. He went to the cross for you. He shed his blood for you. He took your place. But not just that, he rose on the third day with all power in his hands and he did that for you. Listen, don't let your heart be troubled. Don't get weighted down what's going on in the world keep your focus and your eye on Jesus and I promise when you trust in the Lord with all your heart and you don't lean on what you think I 
promise you he'll make it straight for you. He'll work it out for you. Keep trusting him. Keep believing him. Stop doubting. Stop being troubled. And trusting God. God bless you.